Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dasius. We here with another episode. I'm excited. So this is um great episode because we have a wonderful guest today. Um, her name is Anna T- Thomas. She's the president and founder of Together uh, Together We Stand Corporation, a nonprofit um, based uh, in Fall River, Massachusetts. She, along with her family and friends, provides support service to understand individual by providing housing, life skill, connection to the community. So, Anna, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So let, let's uh, give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, that's it for senior management. Um, call them now, 617-227-0106 or go online, www.sysfm.com. Do you want to maximize the value of your commercial property and achieve optimal productivity and efficiency in your day-to-day business operations? That's where Dacius Facilities Management can help. DFM offers Boston area businesses help in key areas like building and preventive maintenance, handyman services, project and vendor management, and even security consulting at competitive rates. Call Dacius Facilities Management now at 617-237-0106 or visit DaciusFM.com today. Six one seven two two seven zero one zero six. Um, this is the number you have to call if, if you're looking for facility management services. Uh. Yes, um, this is um, if you're looking for a great headshot for your LinkedIn profile, for your businesses, or your about page on your website, um, Barry Brownstein Photography should be your uh, solution. So should be the one you call 781-237-0495. Like we said, we have a great guest, and let's introduce the show. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? Or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Hello, so Anna, one question. When, so we have a famous question we, we ask our guests, um, and let's start with this. What can you tell us about you today? Well, I can tell you that I'm a mom of five. I'm a wife, a friend, a sister, aunt, um, an entrepreneur, a leader. Um, yeah, that, that kind of wraps up a lot of me. So you said you you're a mom of five. Um, let, let, let's go a little bit more because 
when, when the good thing with Divine Purpose Podcast, when our audience they they really want to learn more about you, your path to success, and all things started with you. So one question I'll ask you today is, can you share with us a three challenges? event in your life and how did they challenge you well the first was becoming a teen mom um so it you know forced me to grow up faster than i normally would have mm. um but it gave me a great sense of responsibility and i'm proud of that um another major challenge is overcoming domestic violence um i was a domestic violence victim for many of years um, through different relationships. Um, and overcoming that was, you know, it was hard, but it gave me a sense of power once being able to leave those situations and also choose different partners. Yeah. Um, the third thing was um, coming for where I came from, which is kind of like poverty, I would say. Um, it, it was like we were poor. I grew up poor um, and I also grew up as an abused child. So the major challenge obviously there was, you know, um, surviving. So today I look back on all those challenges and just say that, you know, without even knowing the full relationship that I had with God. I always had a relationship with God from early on because I just believed in him and he guided me through all those challenges. Mm. Yeah, and <clears throat> thank you for sharing because uh, this is, and some people, we have people coming back saying this podcast allowed them to appreciate what they accomplished or looking back and kind of give them strength to like um, promote or uh, push more awareness into their situation things they are passionate about but um let, let's go you you mentioned you grew up in poverty and yeah so any childhood memories you can share with the audience today positive ones or <laughs> yeah it's up to you like i said we we this podcast is like a, a lens we're looking at anna thomas today she's an entrepreneur she's successful she's raising our kids but her, her upbringing kind of shape who she are, she is today so we can we need to learn because I, we might be in that same path like somebody might be when you were 10 years ago that's their 10 years ago today so and whatever they listening or whatever advice you will share with us may shape their future to a brighter future okay um so you know without going into every detail but um i grew up with a mother that suffered from mental health um at the time i did not know that she was suffering from mental health yeah so i was you know physically abused like on a daily basis again mental health um I was able to have my grandmother as sort of a refuge um, mm. to go to. Um, and, but when I went to my grandma's house, it was lots of love. Um, I had aunts and uncles there, um, but my grandmother, that was, I guess you would say the place where that was poor. Um, 
but she was rich with love and caring and understanding for everyone. But uh, financially, she, you know, received government checks um, on a biweekly basis or first of the month, um, received food stamps. But she was very resourceful in the sense of she knew what community agencies to reach out to. And for whatever reason, I was hyper aware of what was going mm. on during that yeah. time. And I'm talking about when I was like in single digit numbers in age, maybe up until like 12. Okay. But the, one of the highlights that I remember at my grandmother's house was um, on Saturdays, I would watch cartoons with my uncle and we would watch Creature Double Feature and Spider-Man and Kung Fu Theater. And <laughs> I just remember <laughs> that really being a happy time, Saturday mornings, watching that with him. And, and thank you for sharing. And um, we had a guest, he, he, he does um, Taekwondo, but... His interest was on Saturday night, uh, Saturday morning, after cartoon, uh, cartoon they have martial art show. So, kind of related to what you were saying. So let let's go on a positive note. Mm -hmm. Which of your accomplishment are you the proudest? I'm the parent that I am, actually. Um, I do have like a lot of highlights in my life, but my proudest accomplishment is, um, so I have four adult children and one teenager still. Um, I feel like growing up with my children, because again, I was a teen mom all the way throughout the years, um, they grew up with me and I didn't, you know, have, you know, <laughs> the teachings of how to do it. Um, so I took like things that I knew that would be positive and what I wanted to be as a parent and then what I didn't want to be. And I, you know, threw those out and learned from that. So um, the accomplishments that they have, which, you know, I don't know if I can go into just tell you what their occupations are, but um, I have a son that's a real estate agent and a landlord. I have a son wow. that's an optician and also a landlord. My daughter just got her master's in social work um, wow. from Boston College. Very proud of her. Mm. Um, yes, I have my 16 year old. He was, he is on the spectrum. However, he graduated from his IEP. He's all A's in in school, 10th wow. grade. Yeah. So proud. Um, and then, you know, I have my other son who's 26 and I would say he's been my challenge throughout the years. Cause you, you know, you have to have one, but Thankfully, you know, he's alive, healthy and well, and it's a day by day. No, no, that's good to share because um, that relate to people who have kids and to to kind of have me. I was um, um, raised by a single mother and she she did everything for us in terms of like going beyond mm -hmm. a knowledge, finding like resources to kind of guide us to a better life. Um, so. But now my question will, will be about a uh, compliment. What's the best compliment you ever gotten? Uh, the term Shiro, I was called, I have been called numerous times Shiro and a role model. Mm. Um, and it's come from a variety of different people in places in my life. So even on the professional spectrum, as well as the personal, um, and that I take pride in that and I really choose to live my life so I can be that for someone. Yeah. And, and 
thank you like i said we we we're very appreciative of your time and then the way you you can um you want to know you want to allow us know to know more about you so let me ask you this question now what was your path to college and what was the most difficult thing i know some people and i'm gonna try to kind of guide you to a way to answer i had a guest and he just uh, mentioned that he had to go to ups work find out that they do um, tuition reimbursement <laughs> and then then go to college so now i don't know what's your process what was your your path to college so my path died early again from having to grow up fast so um I graduate. I got my GED. So I got my GED. What would have been in tenth grade. Um, then I went to various community colleges, a few of them, but always having to leave because, um, you know, work, childcare. Um, so just throughout the years, throughout the years, just tried it on and off different colleges until um, this last um, time of me trying it, and I actually was going to school with my daughter. Um, I went to BCC with my daughter. Um, she was getting her her degree in science, and I was getting mine in human services. So I guess I would say what's important about this journey to college, though, I just want to back up one second, is that when I went to the financial aid that time, because I had been you know, trying to do this journey so many different times, I owed money. And so... They said, you know, you can't start school until you pay this amount. So prior to that day, I had met with, and I can't remember exactly what he was, but he was something to do with like helping you pick out your schedule and things like that. So I went out on the stairs and I waited and I was contemplating, like, how am I going to pay this money? Or is this just not the right time for me? Um, the man walked up the stairs and he said, how'd it go? Because he was the one that told me to go there that day and do what I needed to do. And I said, it didn't go well. And I told him what happened. So he said, follow me. And he walked me back in. He spoke to a couple of people. And needless to say that after speaking to those people, they made a payment plan with me in order for me to attend that semester. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. So and there's, a, there's a question I started to ask um, a few guests lately about um, transferable skills, you know, um, things you learn from job to job, but you're still using now. Is there anything that come in mind um, in terms of transferable skills? Oh, yes. Um, and so I've been in different <laughs> careers. I was a cook, a cosmetologist, and now a social worker in human services. Um, and with all that, I think it comes down to the effect that you have on people. And like, for me, it, I've always, I guess, been in fields where I was a server. Um, yeah. And, and be, being that to people, I think it, it's, it's, uh, it's a blessing to be able to do that. And what I would say that in each one of those roles up until now, it's just that to do the best that you can right and um you know leave the rest of god so whatever it is that you know i i tend to do in one role from one role to the next i just do my best um 
you know, make sure that, you know, I'm learning everything that I need, I need to learn and to develop in that role and, you know, leave it being great. Yeah. So let, let, let's go, let's jump right with, um, together we stand. Mm-hmm. And I know that's your baby mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure I give you some time to call, um, talk about it. So the first question will be because uh, we we hear people starting the business. People did a lot of things, but not everybody's breaking down the process the proper way. Mm-hmm. Can we agree where like you need to sit down, get the vision right <laughs> and then start applying for things. So let me hear your process to start together with Stan. You're right, it started with a vision. It started with a thought. Um, So while working as a housing manager um, for a a hospital, and I worked with complex patients and that were coming from homelessness and I worked on trying to get them housed. So, one day I was, you know, sitting there and this is a little around COVID. I want to say, um, 2021. And yeah. I said, I'm going, and this has been a thought, you know, but I just didn't know what nonprofit that I, you know, exactly it was going to serve what population of people. So, but I said, okay, I'm going to create together. We stand. So <laughs> I went on, uh, you know, a, a website, I don't know if I yep. named them or not. <laughs> I went on a website and they helped me to create, you know, um, the name and set me up, you know, with everything that I would need to, in order to form yeah. this nonprofit. Um, and so again, I wasn't sure and so much what exact direction it would go, but I knew that I wanted to serve people that, you know, were suffering from substance use disorder, homelessness, but I also wanted to touch on the youth too, because again, I was young, I had kids and, you know, just the different generations of seeing, you know, what what's lacking for youth and the need. So I'm like, I want to form something that I can serve two populations or multiple yeah. populations of people. Um, um, so, okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so, so again, I went through the legal aspect of it formed it, um, but still had a full-time job. And so I made a decision basically that in order for me to really develop this and feed what it is I was trying to accomplish, um, I would have to leave the full-time job. So I left the full-time job. Um, I, But prior to be leaving the full-time job, I obtained the uh, single family home that I have for uh, the people to live in. Um, and then I got part-time jobs in order to build up together with the operation. So, and and this is great because that's like the first steps away, but, uh, we had a guest, his name is Ryan street. He was saying when you start the business, yeah, you're very optimistic. Like you, you have that. It's a high, and then like reality check in. So, did you have a reality check in moment? Ooh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have that periodically though. So, but the first reality check in moment was, okay. Yes, there was a need for the service that I was, you know, providing to people. However, the people that I'm, de- you know, I'm dealing with human beings. So it's different than selling 
you know, a piece of merchandise or, you know, something in that way. My business basically succeeds off of humans succeeding. Yeah. And so the reality check was this house wasn't going to be full of people <laughs> that were ready um, to make these steps in their life. So I have people that's coming, people that's going. However, the bills need to be paid. And yeah. that's that was that was my yeah, this is this it's harder. It's harder than what I envisioned. And and I will I will kinda go deeper. Um so there's there's something people always say where I I wish I knew this. <laughs> Uh, is there something you wish you knew before you started your uh, you know, together with Stan? Hmm. I wish I knew that the people that said they were going to be there <laughs> to support <laughs> were not actually going to be there. Hmm. Yeah. So so what happened? So throughout my um, this these past roles in human services, I've met a lot of people along the way. And some, I would say that were people of influence and, um, you know, that were supportive in words. But when it came to, so my, my, you know, um, company is a nonprofit. So we, (laughs) we thrive on fundraising, we thrive, thrive on donations. That's how we, you know, succeed, how we live. And so when it came time to, you know, to do the fundraising and to do the donating and to you know be supportive in that way from the ground up, I just didn't have uh, those people of influence that I thought that you know I would have. Yeah, and and sorry to hear that because um, I know this is difficult in um, me interviewing a lot of people in that uh, spectrum in terms of nonprofit. So let's go with advice you will give people who first might be in a situation where they want to go to college and they 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 are they have to focus on child care mm-hmm. that's one and then the, yeah let me have you we, we respond to that and we're gonna we're gonna build up with um, our questions uh, that child care is like one of the toughest obstacles or barriers when it comes to going to school or going to work. Um, And I would just say, look at the systems, right? Because, and try to find out ways, you know, basically to maneuver these systems because, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you can't um, make X amount of money or you don't qualify for this voucher for this childcare or the um, child care is not during the hours that you need it to be. But I would just, you know, my I've always just never just took no or never just like been stuck. I always try to, you know, find a way. So that's, I use the internet. <laughs> um, people like just different community agencies to get information. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to like change your game plan to adjust and to adapt to the current situation. Yeah. And that could mean that, okay, um, I thought my idea of going to school would look like this, but first I have to do X, Y, and Z, and I still will get to go to school, but first let me do this and that so I can be able to 
um, get this child care or afford this child care in whatever way that may look like. Yeah. And I was I was um, asking this question because looking at some people, they very like women, they are like very successful, but sometimes they have to make a choice where they they focus on themselves but we don't have a lot of example of people who focus on childcare and in their education which we know some it might be a handful of people who are successful but in your opinion what would be a path or any advice you would give somebody that kind of want to go higher in their education or focus on on um on like having a successful life planning so preparation and planning and so like we all can have ideas in our head and they can just be scattered thoughts like to for me if it works on paper then it's going to work right so i write down i write down my goals and i write down my plans and short term really i have the long term but I have the short term, like what is today look like? What does this week look like? What does this month look like? Mm. So that helps me to like check off, you know, the task and things that I needed to do or accomplish. And then if I didn't do it, still, it's still on there and going into the next week, you know, or the next month yeah. and trying to accomplish that. And this is great to um, organization skill. And is this something that um because i see like a lot of people especially entrepreneur one thing they wider excel or something they lack in they feel like it's organization skill um and you you just mentioned something about vision like have a vision take the time to write it down mm-hmm. when did you started to implement that in your life was it something you learned from your parents or you kind of have to grow with it and then make it like a routine? So I, I got, I developed that on my own. <laughs> mm. um, again, I, I attribute everything to having to grow up sooner than I would have um, necessarily had to if I didn't have children. So with children, you're, you're never by yourself. You're yeah. always responsible for someone. So in order for me to be hold that responsibility the way that it needs to be done, I have to be organized. Um, and for me, organization starts within the home, within your space. So I do not like chaos. I don't like a mess. <laughs> yeah. um, and so what, once I know that my home is organized and you know free of chaos, then that allows my, my mind and my brain to think and prioritize. Wow. wow. So, yeah, I prioritize. Mm. And any advice for people who, who their job require them to prioritize things? <laughs> yes. Um, for one, and this term is thrown around a lot right now, but I really believe in self-care. So I have to take care of myself first before I can prioritize anything. So the task that my employer has me to do, yes, I'm going to work and I'm, you know, I'm getting paid for the the job, but I want to make sure that my time management and if it's feasible. And so what I have learned, right, and this is something I recently just learned because I kind of was like um, a person that, you know, would say no, 
Yeah. However, I learned to say yes and then attempt to do what it was being asked. And then, you know, depending on the outcome, that shows the employer or the whoever it is that's asking you to do this, whether it's not it's actually feasible to be done or not. Right. Because yeah. I think that we take on a lot of things and we say yes, 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 or no, 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 whatever, without, you know, basically actually trying it and seeing how it actually plays out. All right. All right. So well said, well said, um, Anna. Um, let's jump to our break now. So this is Eddie Dasius with Divine Purpose Podcast. We had a wonderful guest, um, Anna Thomas. Um, she's um, the founder, principal of Together We Stand. Let's go back on a quick break. What comes before making a smart decision? Choices. A smart choice is the best option, which is who we are. That's why our clients expect more from us and, in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. Uh, yes, uh, call them now, 617-237-0106, or go online, www.sysfm.com. And uh, so we're going to go to Hot Topic. So uh, yo, I, I, I love Hot Topic because that's a chance to go deeper on our conversation. But before we go, let's, uh, let me ask you a few questions. Um, some people might get where you were like maybe 20 years ago any advice you can share with our audience people that can relate to your story i don't want to categorize it i want to make sure you free to give any advice looking at whatever you feel like might be important um i guess i always say don't give up no matter where you're at in your life right um, today may not look like tomorrow and it most likely won't look like tomorrow. So really taking it one day at a time, like planning for tomorrow, but also knowing that, you know, tomorrow may not come. Right. And that's not to seem, um, in a negative way, but tomorrow's not promised to none of us. So like really living up and fulfilling, you know, what you what you want for yourself or those that, you know, you love or care for um, and getting it done today as much as you can and not putting it off tomorrow, but preparing that if tomorrow comes that you're going to be ready. Um, speaking of n never give up, what kept you going in terms of your motivation or, or do you get fuel? What's your routine to keep going every day? Uh, God. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yes, I really have to give it to God. Um, without him, I don't know where I'd be. Um, I've just been through a lot. Uh, yeah. Many lifetimes 
of many lifetimes. <laughs> I say I've lived multiple lives um, because I've just come through different um, decades of transformation. And yeah. along the way, you know, I've always, every day, there's not a day that goes by or a few hours that goes by that I don't thank God, even in the midst of the, the I'd say the hard times, because in those hard times, I'm learning lessons um, and I'm still receiving, you know, blessings. So I just, throughout my day, like, I'm always just, you know, thanking God for everything. Um, we, we, we talk about success. We talk about, um, accomplishing things. We talk about accolades, right? And how important is success for you? Um, success for me, you know, I'll tell you what it looks like and then I'll tell you the important. So success to me is seeing, you know, what I set out to, to do being fulfilled. Like, so say that I set out to do a certain goal or a task or help a certain individual or whatever it is, um, that, and it's, and it gets done. That's, that's a success. So my ultimate goal is to be doing the work that I do and to be able to live comfortably <laughs> while yeah. doing it and, you know, not robbing Peter to pay Paul. So yeah, I, I, I've, I've had those moments in life where, you know, I was financially comfortable um, with, you know, and doing the things that I want to do, but they're kind of short lived. So my success would be to <laughs> have a continuous flow of me doing what I'm doing as far as helping others, but also being financially secure for me and my family. Um, and thank you for sharing. And I think that's great. Let's go about um, a quicker, not a quicker note, but just uh, going back to what you said earlier in terms of um, understanding your path, making a plan. But there's something called confidence. You have to have that confidence and, and there's doubt too. Or did you balance both? Because sometimes... To balance, one might be higher than the other. What's your process? So I actually reach out to my support system. <laughs> mm. So that could be my husband, that could be my children, that could be my close friends. Um, it could be some peers. But we all have, like I say, we all have doubt. So I'm a very confident person. I believe in myself. I believe that God's not going to let me down. I believe that I haven't come this far. I just come this far. However, there are those moments that it's like everything is hitting at once and it's like you you don't you can see the other side and you know that it's possible but you just need that encouragement and yeah. those words of wisdom that you know come from those people that believe in you. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I think this is a great um time to to jump into our topic. So are you ready? Yeah. So you, you're probably going to have fun with that sound, sound effect with our topic. Mm-hmm. 
like uh, it's a construction site, you know. So they, yeah. they are, we digging. We're gonna go deep in um, on hot topic. So hot topic with for you, um, Anna is where do you see nonprofit organization going forward? Because it's every, they are everywhere, and we need them. But the the financial struggle is big too. So what's your forecast? for for uh, non-profit organizations? Well, if I had an ideal vision for non-profit organizations, they would, um, they would get the grants um, without so much jumping through hoops and red tape. And, you know, it just seems like, and I'm going to speak from myself, which I'm a woman, but I'm a woman of color. So I'm even more behind the ball than others may be when it comes to applying for grants. Um, The criteria and the stipulations that, you know, the grantees or grantors, yeah, grantors (laughs) put on, um, you know, nonprofits, sometimes can vary, it can be quite burdensome. um, And I just feel like they, it needs to really be on the individual and it's, I know it's hard, but like, look at the, the nonprofit itself, right? And look at what the mission is and what the goals are. And not so much as how long they've been around, because I feel like the toughest struggle for me, one of them is that they want you to already be existing for 10, 15 years, yeah. but you have to start somewhere. <laughs> you like, yeah. you, you're a newborn. <laughs> and so you can't get 10 years old overnight. So it's just like having, you know, that belief. I was fortunate um, to have um, a grantor, which, you know, is kind of a major um, organization in Massachusetts that helps with homelessness. Um, believe in me and believe in Together We Stand and what I was doing, which was, you know, different than other um, organizations that are doing the work that I'm doing. So, I, I, my wish would be that there was more, you know, major grantors that, you know, don't have so much barriers and obstacles and red tape that people have to go through. Would you agree that um, one in a nonprofit is costly? Yes. <laughs> because yeah. I, 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 um, I'll, I'll have you to answer, but um, to kind of lead you to the to the question is. I, I, I work with nonprofit because I'm a facility manager. Um, I, I have my business. We do a lot of work for nonprofit, which, and my, my thing is the common thing they always have is like budget is tight. It's hard to, and they need the work. And, and like, if you really want to be a successful nonprofit a profit organization, you need to have a great grant writer in your staff. Which, uh, so I, I'll let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're 100% right. And throughout my work, I, you know, I took, so I actually took a grant writing my class myself just so I can have knowledge about yeah. it. Um, am I a grant writer? No. Um, do like, have I applied for small grants that basically support the work that I do? Um, so like, um, a partner with MassSave, which is, you know, to help people to have financial education on how to save on utilities and things. Like yeah. That. 
So I applied for those those type of small ones, and I did receive those. But when we're talking about um, financial, like of uh, substantial, you know, amounts that can kind of be ch- game changing for your nonprofit, like yeah, the the people that you have to pay to write the grant, yeah. and you have to pay them before, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, money's uh, coming in. So you're using the money that you have to pay for the grant writer, grant which is not guaranteed, right? Too right, right. Yeah. that you may not get. So that's really tough. And then, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just very hard. So the more knowledge I'd say that the nonprofit can have on trying to do things on their own, the better. Um, okay. So, again, I, I try to do what I can do for Together We Stand on my own when it comes to seeking, you know, financial support. Um, and then if I feel like, okay, I have a high probability <laughs> of getting this particular grant, then I'll reach out and, you know, pay. So do you have a wish list um, in terms of like, what would you like to happen to your, for your organization? And this is your time to give a shout out, like um, Divine Purpose Podcast, have a great wish. Um, and you never know who's going to listen. Who, you never know. Well, divine podcast. <laughs> my my wish for Together We Stand Corporation is to have our Miss Ann's house that we support financially full of residents that are, you know, in a place in their life that are ready to thrive and to, you know, overcome their substance use disorder, their mental health, um, or just someone that is unstably housed and needs a place to be. Um, until they can get something that they can afford. Our yeah. goal is to obtain more properties and like multifamily levels to provide supportive housing services to people that still can't afford their own apartment because as you see the way the market is right now, but they're able to you know, pay something that their income can afford. So we want to have a building block for people and multiple properties, work with other landlords to rent to people that have like um, not your typical housing history that may have had an eviction in the past or, you know, may have been couch surfing and never had their own place, but to give them opportunity to, you know, get their own place and have community agencies work with them to support them to stay stably housed. Um, and this is uh, this is not a question. And thank you for your answer. I think that that was amazing to hear. This question is about um, where we we have a lot of nonprofit out there, and mm-hmm. we feel like some people looking in might say it's a trend where you see a bunch of nonprofit. Do you believe that is a trend, or do you believe it's a necessity? Yes, um, I believe that why we're probably seeing a lot right now is because, again, I feel like COVID was a chance that opened a lot of people's eyes, right, to see, you know, what we need in our communities and what we're lacking or what we can do individually as people to, you know, make some changes. And so I think that's why there might be more nonprofits coming out of the woodwork than it was before, because people you know, I want to just use the term, they woke up, right? This is where we're at. This is what we need. And it showed us 
you know, that during that time where we had to sit still for a minute. Is there a big uh, mis- misunderstanding about nonprofit you know or you can share with us? A misconception? Um, yeah, that <laughs> there, there's two, I feel like. There's one that's from one side that I guess there's like a, some may feel like, you know, it's not um, legit. It's not like, you know, honest. It's not you know, transparent to some nonprofits. And, you know, there's been a bad reputation for those ones that, you know, in the past have not done the right thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, then there's the misconception that you make all this money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> having a nonprofit because you don't, you know, this is non-taxable and this and that, whatever. But for my reality of having a nonprofit, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in life. I am an entrepreneur. I've had my own hair salons. I've had my own cleaning company and they, they did well. I just chose to leave that line of work alone and, you know, go into this. And I would say, this is the hardest, you know, business that I've ever had. Is it because of the, the way, is it the, the market? Is it, um, the funding issue, what would be the, the, the hardest part of one in a nonprofit? Yeah, because you're dependent on others, right? You're dependent on funding and the funding coming from another source. I mean, you put all your own, I put all my own, you know, money into it, but, you know, your money alone is not going to run it. So yeah. it's the depending on outside sources of funding, fundraisers. And again, I work with people in my field, you know, for the nonprofit. So, you know, it's depending on the human beings <laughs> and, you know, if they are successful in their path. So, you know, in the other roles of entrepreneur, like at the hair salon and the cleaning company, like if I, I knew if I put this effort out there that I would receive, right. Yeah, I, I yeah. was guaranteed to be paid for my services, put it that way. Yeah. This, you're not guaranteed to be paid for your service. Yeah, and we're talking about long hours too. Yeah, absolutely. Long hours, yeah. So this is um, this is uh, Eddie Dacius on with Anna Anna Thomas uh, on on a hot topic. So hot topic today, I think Anna did great, and we're gonna jump to another segment. So this segment is great because. It's your time to shine, you know. It's a bragging segment. Like um, we call it, trust me, I know. Trust me, I know. We're not going to tell you whatever. You tell us. It's you. T- it's your time. Say, trust me, I know this. And we're going to go into, into um, trust me, I know with Anna Thomas. So trust me, I know with uh, Anna Thomas. So I'm I'm gonna not. It's gonna be you. It's your <laughs> mic. Take your time and tell us about. Trust me, I know. <laughs> okay, that okay. Okay. <laughs> so trust me, I know that it's hard. 
I know that life is hard. Trust me, I know that if we do our part, then God's going to do his part. Trust me, I know that, you know, as much as much as, you know, we want to depend on people, um, trust me, I know coming from a person that like doesn't like to depend on people <laughs> that, you know, it can be hard. And when you're, you know, don't, and trust me, I know not to focus on the outcome, right? Focus on like the here and now and in the moment and not, not to say, well, if I do this, you know, I may not get this in return or this may happen. Like, or if this person doesn't do this, their outcome may be that. We don't know what our outcome is going to be. We can only just have faith and trust the process and, you know, trust us in the work that we do. And that, trust me to know that this is a marathon and it's not a race. So you got to be in it for the long haul. Um, There's going to be some really tough times, some hard nights, um, but there's always brighter days. Like, trust me, I know that. Wow, wow, well said. And this is Eddie Dasis, and this is our end, end for Trust Me, I Know. And I think uh, Anna did a great job. All right, so Anna, so this is the, we we at the end of our, our great conversation. And thank you for being here. And really appreciate it. And this is one thing I like about um, interviewing people on Divine Purpose Podcast is yes i send we send the email we schedule you but we don't know all the conversations going <laughs> and this this end up to be the one of the best conversation we had because um you talk about so many things and you give a lot of advice so reflecting on all the things you accomplish let's say you have to choose one thing as a trophy you're looking at your life and you can turn one thing as a trophy and you're gonna held it high very high what that thing will be me mm. let's go me. let's go <laughs> me um again at some point in time i i hope to be able to tell my story to the world but um I'd say that I'm the trophy because coming from what would have been, you know, looked at as they're never gonna be anything or do anything or, you know, I'm really a diamond in the rough and I feel like God has blessed me and he blessed me so I can be that shining light or that trophy for others to see. And I agree too, I agree too. But one thing you said, it's already in the world because we we world well with divine purpose so anybody from the world can listen to anna thomas um interview with us um let's go on a fun fact from you i know you're a cook when you're not worrying about family so what do you do to kind of relax yourself um <laughs> So TV, <laughs> and that's like one of those things, but yeah. um, I look to TV because it takes me outside of my world and what I'm doing. So I'll look at things that just make me laugh. Like, so I love shows that make me laugh. So that's what I'll do. Um, 
are you big on travel or are you big i know is it cooking because um you you said you were cook um you work um or, or is it so what what's a life for actual cook in the household <laughs> do you right. have to prepare the same thing as you were working or is it less um less work so now it's funny that you say that i have to cook like two separate meals because so my general family household um eats meat and you know things of that nature and then me and my well my daughter more she is a pescatarian so oh, okay. no no meat or anything and i'm a flexitarian and i say mm. that because i'm trying to be more like my daughter in that way um but from time to time you know i still like to have some steak or some chicken or something so um and now it's different from before i used to have to cook every day put it that way now since my household is dwindling in size i'm able to cook like every other day or every couple of days um and then my husband you know will get me something to eat <laughs> in the meantime or they'll fend for themselves so that's nah, the life nah. of the book no nah, makes sense so any favorite movie you can share with us today favorite movies yeah it's the pursuit of happiness yeah that's a good one that's a good movie yeah that's a that's, good movie well why do you like it because um i admired him uh you know will smith in the movie and it just reminded me a lot of myself and just you know how hard times can be but like you have to show up you still have to show up like you know i you know i say that i got five minutes to break down <laughs> and then after that yeah. i gotta pick myself up and keep going all right so a last word for you anna well i appreciate the divine purpose for having me um this is my first podcast and wow you did yeah. great <laughs> thank you and i just wanted to say the reason that i you know chose to do this was because your your title of your podcast um because i believe in purpose and i believe in divine intervention and so those two things together you know it made me excited and really want to do this but i'm happy <laughs> that i did it <laughs> No, no, and and thank you. So we appreciate you being here with us today, and to add to our family as guests, because um, one thing for us, we I never had an episode by myself. I always have a guest, and I've been blessed to hear a lot of stories, and I feel like I relate to each of my guests, where all of them we still communicate either from other opportunities for. Yeah, so one thing is I'm just uh, welcome you to the Divine Purpose family and thank you for being a wonderful guest. Um, so this is a chance to support our podcast, uh, give a little, help a lot. Um, let's create a brighter future by learning and sharing each other's journey. Uh, if you like this content, please um scan this qr code to donate we have a venmo we have a cash app we have a paypal you can donate any amount from twenty dollars twenty five dollars to five hundred or more and if you or if you donate five hundred or more you get um a free spot to advertise on the podcast like i said we very excited to add um Anatomistness, and we definitely we will really start episode. Please go on tppodcast.com for more content. And our last word. Uh, 
Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Eddie. I really appreciate you guys. All right, thank you. See you guys soon.